Pasuk in Devarim, Peri Dalad, Pasuk Chavtes. Uvikashtim Mishomes Hashem Aleikecho Motsasa, Ki Sidvashene Becholavavucho Vachonapshacha. So the Aligar of Simcha Bonim Mipshischa, he explains what's Pshat in the Pasuk. So the Aligar of Simcha Bonim, he says, Pshat in the Pasuk is people are prepared to search the world. People are prepared to search all over the world, travel the world, go over the world, seek whatever they want to seek. And they're looking for the Rabbani Shalaylam. And they're traveling everywhere. All the tirva, all the exertion. And they're willing to travel the world, but with one exception. Within themselves. They're not willing to go within themselves to search deep for the Rabbani Shalaylam. And the only way to find the Rabbani Shalaylam is within ourselves, is to dig deep from all the layers of everything we've been distracted with this year. And to dig deep into the Rabbani Shalom, we know that Slichas has to begin a minimum of four days before Rosh Hashanah. Because it's like a carbon. Every carbon requires a minimum of four days of bedika, of checking, of inspection, to make sure that it's kosher, to make sure before it's Rolam, it's Be'ach, that we check it. And therefore we check ourselves a minimum of four days before Rosh Hashanah. We check ourselves to make sure that we are also Royal Mizbeach. And that's what we're doing right now. And that's what the union of Stichas is. Throughout the generations, throughout the generations of Klal Yisrael, we have witnessed so many Yidden that were able to dig deep within themselves. They were able to dig deep within themselves and find the Rabbi Nishlon and Bermesimus Nefesh Gedoyla. And even people that were so far removed, Kamat no Shaykhas to the Rabbi Nishlon were able in times of tsar, of distress, of pressure, were able to dig deep and find the Rabbani Shalom. There was a Yid. His name is Mr. Teller. He remembers at the age of 15 being in Auschwitz. And he said over one of the stories that happened before that, he remembers the day was Yom Kippur. And the Nazis, Yom Shimon, gathered all the Yidin of the village into the shul. They packed every Yid into the shul. And it was so packed that you could barely move in the shul. It was just full of men, women and children just completely packed. And there was a tremendous, dreadful dread that was hung above them. They weren't sure what would happen next. Would the Nazis set the whole shul on fire? Would they come inside with guns and shoot everyone down? They had no idea what the Nazis had in store for them. After we waited, they said for a few hours, in that situation there was a Jew that they were obviously waiting for. And this Jew had abandoned Torah, Yiddishkeit, mitzvahs many, many years prior. He had no shaykhs, the Rabbanish, no shaykhs, the Torah and mitzvahs. He completely abandoned Yiddishkeit. And the Nazis in Makshimum were waiting for this Yid, because he was a Yid after all, to come inside the shul. And when he came inside the shul, they managed to schlep him to the front of the shul. They took him in front of the Oran HaKodesh. They opened up the Oran HaKodesh and they took out a Sefer Torah. They put the Sefer Torah on the floor. They opened up the Sefer Torah and they told this man, I want you to go to the bathroom on the Sefer Torah. You can imagine the Yidden hearing such a command. They tightly closed their eyes. They wouldn't want to witness such a scene. To see a Sefer Torah in such a situation. And they knew he was going to do it. He had no shaykhs to Yiddishkeit, no shaykhs to Torah. 
And they closed their eyes. They couldn't bear the thought, the sight of seeing such a thing. And he turned around to the Nazis and he refused. He said, absolutely not. I will never do such a thing to a Sefer Torah. The Olam was shocked. He is a Jew. Years before, had given up everything. No shaykhahs to Yiddishkeit. And he's not willing to do it. And the Nazi says, okay, a few hard hits from the back of the gun, you'll do it. And they started beating him and beating him and beating him. And everyone assumed after a few minutes, eventually he'll give in. He's going to do it. And he said no. And he said no. And he continued to say no. And he got that strength to say no until his last strength ebbed out of his body. And he died and fell over that Sefer Torah that he died because of. And the Chavah Kedisha, when they buried him, buried him in the Sefer Torah. And it must have saved everybody's lives because the Nazis, for some reason, something very unusual, after that moment, when he died over the Sefer Torah, they just walked out and everyone was let free. <clears throat> what he did, that act of mysterious nefesh, he dug deep inside and found the Rabbi Shalom and found what he understood to be the MS. That was, he, that was something he was able to do at times. We say in the Slichas, we come to the Rabbi Nishalona with nothing, with absolutely nothing. We have no schosim, we have no mitzvahs, we have no Torah, we have nothing. We come to the Rabbi Nishalona, we're not coming to sneak and saying, Rabbi Nishalona, we learn Torah, we do mitzvahs, we daven, we're a good yid. Give us another li- another year, give us a good life, give us a happy life, give us all the brach, all the yeshuas that we want. No. We come to the Rabbi Nishalona, Rabbi Chesed, we come with nothing. And we say, we have nothing, no schusim, no merits, but we want another year. Just imagine if a person takes out a loan of $12 million with a payback plan of a million dollars a year he's going to pay back. In one year, he'll pay back $12 million. And not only that, he gives the man 12 checks. He predated checks every month, $1 million, cash the check. At the end of the year, he comes to the person who lent him the money and he said, listen, I know that all those checks bounced. I know you haven't managed to cash even one of those checks. And I still owe you the money, but do me a favor. Will you ne- lend me another $12 million? The man will think, are you crazy? But we do the same thing. We come to the Rabbi Nishlalim now. You may slichus, you may elol, right before Rosh Hashanah. And we say, Rabbi Nishlalim, we want another year. And we don't want just a year. We want a year of simcha, of health, of happiness. We want a year of success in all sorts of ways. What right do we have to ask? And that's what the Slichas is saying. We're, we're, we're penniless. We have nothing. And we're coming banging on the Rabbi Shalom's doors. And that's how we have to feel when we say the Slichas. Once sent a group of Talmidim who were looking for some chizuk. And he sent his Talmidim to a certain village in the middle of nowhere. And he told them, I want you to observe a Yid. Observe a Yid called Moshe. His name is Moshe. Find him. Observe his actions because you'll get tremendous chizuk from him. So they go. They find the village. They walk in. There's only a few streets, a few families there. Who's Moshe? Moshe, we don't have a Moshe over here. Nobody's Moshe. It has to be, the Baal Shem Tov sent us, it has to be that there's a Moshe here. Nobody could find this Moshe, who they're referring to. Nobody knows. Ah, they said, not Moshe. You mean you're talking about Moshiko. 
Yeah, his name is Moshe, but he's the wagon driver. Him? You want him? No problem. He lives at the end of the city in the middle of the forest. You go find him over there. They're all excited. He must be the Yid that the Aligabashandar was talking about. They were so excited. So they found him. They knocked on his door ready for him to open up the door. And there should be a light shining from his face. And there should be immense light coming from his house. After all, this is all the Belshantov said. We'll get tremendous chizik by watching his actions. They walk in, they see this guy. Huge, massive guy. Looks pretty normal, looks pretty simple. They said, we've been sent here. We're coming to join you as your guest. Can we stay here? So then he said, what do you want from me? Sure, no problem. You can come and sleep in my house with no problem whatsoever. They thought, okay, well, maybe we'll see something he learns through the night. Maybe some Kabbalah. Maybe we'll see Ali Novi coming into the house later. Day after day, nothing. Come Shabbos, they figure, okay, Shabbos Kodesh, Bamanicha, that's when it's all going to happen. Nothing. The, the man, Davids Mincha, Kabbalah Shabbos, Mariv, in about three and a half minutes, he's ready for Kiddush. They start trying to catch up to him in his pace. Comes to the Suda and he eats. Can I know her what this man eats? He's pounding food and food and food. And they're like, this? This must be a mistake. There's no way the Bolshemtov told us to go to such a man to observe him. There's nothing special about what this man does. It's obviously the wrong place. We're going back to the Rebbe. We must have got the wrong address. They leave. They say, thank you very, very much for your hospitality. It's been wonderful here. But can we ask you one question? Why do you eat so much? You eat so much. It doesn't make any sense. Why do you eat so much? Listen to what the man answered. He took a deep breath. He said, I want to tell you a story. Say many years ago, I was a young child, and I was traveling in the forest with my father. And we were met with a group of bandits, and these bandits pulled out a cross. And they told my father, bow down and kiss this cross. And they threatened to kill him if he didn't bow down and kiss the cross. And he said, my father, I remember, he said, I was a young child, but I remember my father said, absolutely not. There is nothing that's going to make me bow down and kiss that cross. And they doused him in kerosene and they let him, lit him on fire. He managed to escape by the skin of his teeth and he managed to get away. He wiped away a tear at the memory and he said, listen here, my father was a small man. He was a small, thin fellow. The fire burned for only a few minutes until there was nothing left of him. But I feel... That when a person is burnt to death because of the honor of the Melech Malchei Amlochim, then the fire should not be a small fire. It should be immense fire. It should be a big fire that lasts for over an hour. And therefore, I promise myself that I, if ever my time comes to make the same sacrifice, the same mysterious nefesh, it's going to be a fire that's going to fuel the Kiddush Hashem like none other. And therefore I resolve to eat throughout my lifetime as much as I can. There's a Yid who has no shaykhs to Torah, no shaykhs to Yiddishkeit. But one thing he has is covered of the Rabboni Shalom. And he understands what that means. And that's what the Balshantov explained is who we can get tremendous chizik from. The Rabboni Shalom is waiting for us. The Rabboni Shalom has been waiting for us Every single day to do tshuva, tshuva in the sense of not repentance, but to return. The Rabbi Nishlam is waiting for us to go back to our inner self, to go back to who we're meant to be, to peel off the layers and layers and layers that we have made upon our heart and our neshama, all the distractions that we've seen throughout the year, everything we've experienced, what we've said, what we've looked at, what we've heard, what we've done. 
The Rabbi Shalom, everything's Golovyadu, he knows everything. He sees everything. Nothing can go past him. It's at this moment, Rabbi Sai, we're going to start the Slichas. And when we start the Slichas, we're saying to the Rabbi Shalom, we have nothing. We're anim. We have no chesed, we have no Torah, we have no masim, we have you, Rabbi Shalom. And we just want you. That's what we want, Rabbi Shalom. We want to become close to you. We want to be close to your Torah, to your mitzvahs. And that's what we're asking in the Slichas during the Yugimumidas, during the Ashrei, during the Amenia Yishmei Rabbah, of the Kedusha, everything, every moment of Slichas is an opportunity to get higher and higher and closer and closer to the Melech to peel off the layers of everything we've done this year. Rabbi said, this is the opportunity. This is the opportunity to do tshuva, to say to the Rabbi Shalom, enough. We want to come closer to you. We want to come better yidin. We just want a good life. We deserve it. We'll do better. I promise you. We're going to take Kabbalahs. We're going to be better yidin. We're going to be closer yidin. That's what our job is in this moment of time, Rabbi said. We just want to become closer to the Rabbi Shalom. That's our job. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. Rabbi Yisai, take an opportunity every moment of Slichas, tonight and every night as we lead closer and closer. Take the opportunity. Say to the Rabbi Yisai, we just want to become closer to you. We're sorry. We just want to do better.